So a couple months ago, Stevie Wonder came to Brooklyn with his Songs in the Key of Life live show. And it was just a religious experience, I think, for everyone who was in that stadium. I was about as far away as you could humanly be from the band, way up in the bleachers, all the way over on the side, right next to a giant cement wall that seemed to amplify the bass frequencies to threaten to overwhelm everything. And yet, it was a total spiritual dance, time, travel, epiphany, all the way through. The band sounded amazing. There was a huge orchestral ensemble, including a couple of drummers and a couple of percussionists, uh, a huge brass and wind section, a little chamber orchestra for some of the songs that included those early string synthesizers, and uh, guest stars including India Ari. And Stevie's voice was just pure and at least as strong as it was on the album. And the message of love and transcendence and joy was just miraculously exactly as it was in that album that came out three years before I was born. So after that experience, I, I wasn't done. I needed more. And I decided to throw a Songs in the Key of Life sing-along party. So I enlisted my friend Steve, who is just a miraculously good pianist, to accompany us. I made a selection of the songs. And even while leaving out some of the more solo or slower songs, there was still just an overwhelming super abundance of gorgeous, epically beautiful music to choose from. And so the day of the party came and my voice had been hoarse and almost lost for the last few days, but it made a miraculous recovery, sort of knowing that it was so needed for these songs. And a slow trickle of folks came in at first and we started grilling calamari and asparagus and huge quantities of chicken. And people started showing up with babies and kids. My beautiful two-year-old niece came singers that I didn't really know too well but who I had improvised with before also showed up and while people were chatting I started playing all of Stevie's albums from the early 70s the ones leading up to Songs in the Key of Life which weirdly I had never listened through and there was some incredible music there the the speed with which he transformed from a 12 year old boy wonder just singing whatever the Motown machine was feeding him into a full-on pop songwriting genius with a really distinctive sense of groove and a sort of eccentric outlandish feel made me want to go back and study those albums maybe have a barbecue for them but the time came to sit down and sing side one and it starts with this amazing gospel song good morning or evening friends here's your friendly announcer and it goes on like a televangelist to say that love's in need of love today, a sort of opening appeal to send yours in right away. And people started singing and sounded really great. And by the end of the song, there's a sort of long vamp where Stevie goes like, they've got to, we've got to, they've got to, we've got to, all this super fiery improv preacher stuff. And I tried to repeat some of it 
over the end of the song and I dragged it out a little bit longer and I heard Steve, the accompanist, take it back to the ending and I realized at that moment that my ego had sort of got a little out of control and that I was trying to have a little performance moment when in fact the experience of the group uh, singing the song together was what I really wanted. And that was a bit of a wake-up call and I feel fortunate that it happened on the first song. And then we just proceeded through the record, you know, If It's Magic, that song that has a harp on it, on the record. If it's magic, then why can't it be everlasting? Like the sun that always shines, like the poet's endless rhyme. And I discovered a song that I hadn't really been aware of before, Knocks Me Off My Feet, has some crazy jazz changes and some interesting, funny, rhythmic stopping and starting. And it's just a gorgeous love song. I don't want to bore you with it, but I love you, I love you, I love you. (laughs) How could you resist that? And then Summer Soft, another pretty intricate jazz tune with a disco beat. And we ended with Sir Duke, which is an incredible ode to the jazz heritage that informs so much of Stevie's music. And, you know, that song's all about the groove and not necessarily about the harmony, but it survived, I think. And we took a nice long break and kids showed up and grown-ups got to eat and drink and everything got loose. Some people left, some people showed up. And by the time we sat down again in the evening, the sun was going down for sides three and four, there was a real feeling of... Uh, excitement and the first song there is i wish why did those days ever have to go i love them so and you know that song's all about nostalgia for a particular time and place and class and race and situation that i never experienced but it's pretty infectious And then we really got into the hit parade because the next tune is Isn't She Lovely. We happened to have a beautiful newborn baby boy with us and we got to sing that. And then had an unexpectedly powerful experience with Pastime Paradise, which I've never really understood. It has such an infectious beat and it seems to be a kind of visionary warning about the risks of addiction or the risks of nostalgia or the risks of religion, and it's like an anthem that's saying, wake up. And something about the pace at which Steve was playing it, it became an almost terrifying incantation. I felt like we were casting a spell. Tell me who of them will come to be. How many of them are you and me? Dissipation. Race relations, consolation, segregation, dispensation, isolation, exploitation, mutilation, mutation, miscreation, confirmation to the evils of the world. And then as if to completely cleanse the palate, there is I Am Singing, Nisikulela, which we sang in Zulu and then in Spanish and in English, and man, that's just an epic anthem of love. That song 
is full-throated and cathartic when you sing it with a large group of people who love each other. And uh, what an amazing time to be alive when that song exists. And then, as if we couldn't go deeper into this prophetic mode, we got into my personal favorite from the record, a song called Saturn. I think when Stevie first wrote it, it was the chorus was, going back to Saginaw, like Saginaw, Michigan, where he was born. But reimagined with the help of lyricist Mike Sembello as a sort of interstellar science fiction anthem of justice and hope from the point of view of aliens from Saturn who come down to Earth and simply can't comprehend the violence and injustice that they see. And then to close the party out, the last two songs, As, which is like a 15-minute super jam long-form anthem about time and commitment and a love that will last forever. Until the rainbow burns the stars out in the sky, always until the ocean covers every mountain high, always until the dolphin flies and parrots live at sea, always until we dream of life and life becomes a dream. And I've got to say that I'm glad that we got all the way through that song, given how long it is. But I feel like I missed an opportunity to maybe sculpt it a little bit and to take it down into a pianissimo and then build it up into a forte and then come down again just to keep some form to it. But the only song left was Another Star, that disco anthem. And I hadn't really ever realized, but this is the only song about heartbreak on this whole record. Everything else is just all love and rainbows and unicorns and beauty and transcendence and hope. And there's, there's certainly some darkness and social commentary and calls for justice. But this is the only personal bittersweet love song. It talks about falling in love with someone who would break my heart in two and how for you there might be another star. But through my eyes, the light of you is all I see. And it felt like I was hearing those words for the first time. And I looked around the room and I saw um, an old lover who I had been in a short relationship with last summer and who I hadn't seen in a long time. And, you know, I'm in a relationship now that feels really good. And I was just wondering how she was experiencing that song and Maybe I'll ask her. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Maybe I don't need to know. But this gathering and hearing these songs echoing off my walls with so many beautiful, warm voices has given me some faith that even if that heartbreak is happening at some level inside all of us, that if we can learn to come together and express it together through this kind of music, then maybe the world will treat us all right in the long term.